0: Episode 11 of Fitness Behavior with Bevan James Isles, it's time to pull the trigger. Righto guys, welcome along to episode 11 of Fitness Behaviour with Bevan James Isles, your monthly podcast on the behaviours that create a lifetime love of fitness and all the benefits that come alongside it. Well, I have to admit, I'm a couple days late on this month's show and it's partly because Joe and I actually ended up buying a house. We've been, uh, If you've been listening to the show over the last few months, you've been hearing me talk about how we bought a house and we had to walk away from it and uh, obviously with the earthquakes right now in Christchurch, buying a place is not necessarily the easiest thing to do but you know we end up getting one and it's been really cool so we're going to be moving in next friday but it's just kind of made my life extremely busy over the last you know few weeks and so this month's show is just a couple of days late but hopefully the content i deliver was worth waiting for i got some really good feedback on the last month's show about affirmations and uh, that was really good to hear i'm going to read out a few of the emails about that at the end of this today's show, so you can have a listen to some of the feedback you guys sent back through on it, and it's just really interesting to see how some people were already using affirmations in some way, shape, or form in their days, and and for other people, actually introducing them has had you know effects on their behaviour and ultimately. That is what it's all about. So that's pretty exciting, and looking forward to next month. It's actually you know our one year anniversary of this podcast, which is pretty crazy to think it's been going for a year. And uh, so next month, I'm actually going to do a kind of a different show than what I've done before, which is pretty exciting. So uh, look out for next month's show. But I suppose I should probably just get straight into this month's show. It's on a topic that's uh, something I've been working on a lot with in myself lately, and I think. Uh, Actually, we'll talk about this before I talk about the show. It's one thing, after I was talking to a guy I coached the other day and I was saying how one of the downfalls of being in this position of, of being a content creator is that people often assume that you're really good at nailing this stuff yourself. And and I, maybe I'm better than a lot of people out there, but I'm definitely no master of this stuff. And a lot of the, the education I'm bringing to you guys it's really stuff I'm figuring out myself and implementing in my own life. Some of it's stuff I've done for years and some of it's stuff I'm just more introducing to my life right now. And uh, I remember I met a friend of mine called Andreas when I was over in uh, Taipei a few months ago and he listens to the podcast and he's a really big fan of what I'm doing. And and I think in a way he was expecting me to be perfect all the time. And, and I, 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 one thing I suppose if I get any message through this podcast is that no one's going to be perfect. Perfect isn't the goal you know, it really is, not it. it's more just about finding a way that works better for you in your life. And that's not something that you're going to be able to duplicate with every person. And I've really tried to deliver this show from that place that it's just about you figuring your own shit out. And, you know, figure that out for yourself. And I'm just giving you some tools that maybe can help you work around that. And so... Um, you know, as, you know, I imagine some people listen to this and go, well, you know, it's easy for Bevan to do, or it's, you know, it's, this is way too hard. And, you know, I had my struggle days as well. And I think the key thing to remember is that, you know what, your life's a journey and you're going to have your good days and your bad days. But the more you can learn some skills around what we, you know, some of the skills I introduce here and in, from other areas of your life, the more you can figure out the way that you can be successful in your life. And I'm a big believer that, that is not something that you can duplicate with anybody else because what is key to your life cannot be key to my life, we're completely different people and so while the tools can go across all the different ranges, how it works for you is completely different things so and and the show I do today is really interesting because um, some of these things I've kind of partially done for a long time but I've introduced them more recently into a probably a more conscious way and I'm finding it to be really really effective so Uh, you can check it out now, I'm going to put some music on and uh, let's rock on to this month's show. In in doing my research for this month's show, I... uh, There's some kind of concepts I want to introduce to you guys, which you'll kind of get as the minutes go by, but I was doing some research into how many thoughts we have in a day, and and, you know, like, how can you really measure that, but some numbers that kind of threw up around the internet, you know, on those kind of websites like Yahoo Answers, which are probably not that accurate, but, you know, some ideas that came up was, you know, we have around three thoughts a minute, or or around 3,000 thoughts a day. Now, to me, that does seem a little bit short, but maybe I think too much, but... You know, it was interesting just to listen to or to look out there and to see, you know, how many thoughts people think we have each day. And it reminded me of a a book or a podcast that I was listening to. I can't remember if it was a book or a podcast, but that I was listening to a while ago. And I was saying on this podcast that our thoughts from today, from yesterday to today, are pretty much all the same. That you know, we really don't have that many new thoughts in our day. Our thoughts are really just Kind of our habits and our repeat patterns and our mind pattern going from day to day.
1: And I suppose
0: when you think about it, there is some truth to that. You know, that when you wake up in the morning, the alarm goes off, you probably have a pattern of behaviors that you sit in every single day of your life. Look at yourself, for example. Let's say your alarm goes off in the morning or or you wake up in the morning. You know, what is the first thing you tend to do most days? Then once you get out of bed, what do you do? You know, do you get up and spend some time with the family or do you have a shower and then you know brush your teeth and then you know get ready for work drive to work get to work set your computer up have a coffee all these kind of habits and thoughts that we have in our day tend to be repeated continuously ongoing and in this podcast I was listening to they're kind of saying really not we most of our our habits and behaviors and thoughts every day are just repeat patterns that we're doing over and over again And one of the reasons this is actually really important is that to change mental behaviours, it actually is quite a a demanding thing on your mind, quite a, I don't know if stressful is the right word, but quite a fatiguing thing on your mind. So if you had to continuously, day to day, have to create new thoughts all day long, you would just burn out. Imagine, Imagine waking up in the morning not knowing what the next thing you had to do. You had to create a new day every day. You know, you would get out of bed differently. You'd, you'd, you know, have breakfast before, and you'd have to create a new breakfast, not the same cereal that you have every day. And then you have to find a new toothpaste or a new way to brush your teeth. You have to find a new answer to every solution you have in your life right now. That would be really, really hard. So it's partly why, that, you know, that is partly why we do have this kind of system of thoughts, which are really just repeat patterns day in, day out. But what's interesting is when you look deeper into your thoughts, is that often one thought then triggers on the next thought. For example, thought A will trigger thought B, which would then trigger thought C. Uh, Let me think of an example of this. Um, You turn up to work in the morning, and the first thing you do is turn on your computer. The next thought you have is, okay, well, the computer's warming up, so I'll go have my hot drink. So you go put on the jug, you talk to your workmates while your hot drink is getting up. You kind of get comfortable, you get your hot drink made, you sit back, and before you start work, your next thought is, okay, I'm going to check my favourite websites for the day. You check your favourite websites for the day, you may be a list of websites, you may even have a list of websites that you go through, so you might go yahoo.com, and then once you've checked that one, you might check a financial website, and then you might check you know, your latest... ESPN or sports website. Then after that, there'll be another thought pattern you have. You might have to make sure your desk is tidy before you start working and so on. And often, if you have this habit of having those things all in place, that is a habit that you have every morning. So when you turn up to work the next day, first thing you do is once you push that computer, your next thought becomes, oh, I need to make that hot drink. Then once you've made the hot drink, then your next thought becomes, oh, I need to check my websites. It's that A, triggers B, triggers C. A, turn on a computer, triggers B, make a hot drink, triggers C, I need to check my websites. And this is partly how the mind works when it comes to action triggers or triggering the next thought. In that one of the reasons our daily habits are so easy on us mentally is that it's almost like one thought is installing the next behavior in place. The thing is, these these actions and and the term that's used is action triggers or um, there's another one I, I can't recall right now, but actually I'll call them action triggers. Uh, there's a book called Switch um, from Dan and uh, the Heath brothers, and they talk a little bit about this. But there's also a guy called Peter Golwitzer. I'm not very good with last names, so Golwitzer. Um, and he's done a lot of research on this stuff and if I'll put some links to the show notes on his work because there's some really good reading on there but he really talks of the concept of action triggers as well and the thing about action triggers is they don't determine if your behaviours are good or bad behaviours the ABC pattern doesn't, you know they don't know if it's a positive behaviour or not they just instantly, the mind will just instantly come up with the next thought so what does that mean for you? Well you need to start to become aware of what your action triggers are, what your next thought in the process is. And then you need to be able to think, well is that moving me towards behaviors that I want in my life or is it moving me you know towards behaviors that I don't want in my life? I'll give you an example a personal example of Um, how an action trigger happened in my life that brought in that behaviour that I didn't necessarily want in my life, so um, I go shopping most weeks (laughs) to get my food, I go to the supermarket to buy my food and a while ago when I was shopping I was really hungry I think I'd exercised lots that day and and I was just really hungry and I got to the end of my shop and they have one of those pick and mix areas you know, at the supermarket where you can grab different, you know, types of kind of picky foods and put them in bags and and I was walking past the pick and mix area, which was really close to the checkout, and they had some cashew nuts there. And I thought, well, cashew nuts are kind of, not the best snack to have, but it's not, you know, I'll get some cashew nuts to have, you know, while I'm packing my groceries and then heading home in the car. The next week, the same, I'd done a lot of training that day, and so the same kind of thoughts started to come up. And again, I bought the cashew nuts and went home. What was interesting is that three weeks after the first week was I went shopping again, but this time I'd actually eaten before I'd gone shopping. So I'd actually I wasn't actually hungry leading into the shopping. But my thoughts had changed and I'd created an action of uh, an action trigger of thoughts that then led to me wanting cashew nuts. So I was walking around the supermarket and then when I came up to the checkout, I, my instant B thought, so checkout was go to checkout my instant B thought was to grab cashew nuts and I did I went and grabbed cashew nuts and then went and paid for my food and and went and ate my cashew nuts and drove home suddenly I'd created a an action trigger chain of events basically that when I'm shopping and at the end of the shop when I get to the checkout the the next thought will be let's get cashew nuts Now, was that a good behavior for me or or not? Well, you know, sometimes grabbing cashew nuts when I was really hungry and I trained a lot, that's actually an okay thing to do. But sometimes I don't need the cashew nuts. But in the habit, in that moment, my mind just went with the next thought and the pattern. that my action trigger became, in a really short period of time, that's what I found really fascinating, became, you know, go to cashew nuts. And what was interesting, like I was saying before, my action triggers, the chain of thoughts that I have, didn't consider the health or or if I actually needed the food. It didn't consider, you know, originally when I bought the cashew nuts, it was because I was really hungry because I'd done a lot of training. Whereas now, just because I had a chain of thoughts in line, these action triggers, it wasn't even considering if I was hungry, it was just, that's the next thought that's going to pop up in my head. Think about yourself. Think about all the times, and I'm sure as you're listening to this, you're probably starting to become aware of when you're doing this. I know for myself, um, there was a period of time when I was biking home from the gym and I just started suddenly stopping in at the dairy every time. And I created. And these action triggers can happen so quickly. And I created this action trigger of just stopping at the dairy and getting a little bit of junk food on the way home from the gym. And then what happened was, as I'd get on my bike at the gym, I'd instantly start thinking about stopping at the dairy. Because getting on the bike at the gym was then action A – my next action B thought was to go to the dairy. I'm, I'm sure as you're listening to this, actually, you actually can probably look at your own thought patterns and kind of see how these action triggers work. How, you know, at certain times in your life, you have this behavior that you have, and then instantly the next thought pops up in your mind. And then once you've had that thought, the next thought pops up in your mind. So, what, what can we use with this? What can we do with this knowledge to help us improve, you know, our behaviors? And it's going to move us in a direction that we want to go with. 've got to talk of an interesting study that Peter Goldwitzer did um around action triggers and to see you know if they could be effective in changing behaviors and and first of all, what he did is he gave um students this this kind of fun, easy way to get a credit basically so he said, look if you can write an essay about what you did on Christmas Eve and turn it into me on the twenty fifth of December, so obviously the next day." I will give you a free credit towards your end of the year result. When he did it, only thirty-three percent of the the students actually turned in, you know, really easy credit just to write up a report about what you did on the day before Christmas. So I suppose thirty-three percent would be what most people would kind of assume, what you know, the kind of turn-in rate that would work in that situation. But what Peter was interested in was could they to then train students to actually put action triggers in place so that they could be more successful in getting kids to turn in papers in these types of situations. So then the next time they did it, what they did is they actually got the students to write down a set of action triggers before... They went home, you know, and had the opportunity to do the study. So I don't know exactly what action triggers they may have done, but they may have said, okay, when I get home, the first thing i do is I'll grab my pen and paper and sit at my desk. Then what I'll do is I'll do a brainstorm of all the things I've done. Then what I'll do is I'll write my paper. Then what I'll do is I'll spell check it. Then what I'll do is I'll hand it in. So they planned a set of action triggers, their A, B, C and D thoughts, based on what they were trying to achieve. When they did it the second time, 75% of the students who were using the action triggers that they had put in place handed in the the paper and got the easy credit. So there was about a 50% increase in the amount of success in this little study that he put together just based on the fact that they had pre-planned their action triggers, that no longer had the action triggers just been a subconscious thought that had just been something you had done day in day out that suddenly they had chosen what the next pattern will be in the next chain of thoughts so now you have an understanding of of what an action trigger is how one thought will trigger the next thought and so on but also at the same time to recognize that that they aren't really aware what a good decision and a bad decision is it's just a pattern that will always repeat itself we can start to become aware of are my thoughts Action triggers moving me towards you know that place that I want to go towards, or is it taking me away from? And ideally, we can start to plan some new action triggers in certain moments, you know, so that we can be more successful with it. So let's say you know let's go back to the workplace situation that I talked about before. You know, you get to work, you turn on the computer, you go make a coffee, you sit down, you check your emails. Well, what you could do is you know you look at your action plan and you go, okay, well, really, in that first period of my day i waste half an hour before i actually start getting any work done that's actually not productive for me and my job if i got extra half an hour work done you know i I say i'm so stressed at work but i kill half an hour just by mucking around why don't i set an action trigger up so that once i turn the computer on i'm more productive straight away so you might say when i turn the computer on at work the first thing i do is then call a client that is your first train of thought then once you've called a client, what's the next pattern on the line that you can do that's going to make, take you towards a place that is going to make you more productive of work? If that's your goal, maybe you don't want to be productive at work. Hopefully you do, but but you can see where I'm going with this: that before you go to work, you install the action trigger of the behaviour that's going to move you towards the thing that you want. So instead of killing half an hour by just doing, you know, mindless stuff. You can actually be productive from the moment you get to work, which, you know, at the end of the day, if you're more productive at work, there's going to be more success at work. So that's a good thing. And that's what we want to start looking at doing, is we want to start looking at our day and our behaviors and thinking of, you know, that 300, 3000 thoughts, which we don't know if that's true or not, but thinking of those 3000 thoughts and identifying where this pattern of thinking is actually moving me away from where I want to be. And that's going to lead me into kind of my second thought today. So I suppose the first point I'm introducing is the concept of thoughts are patterns that tend to just go A, B and C and that they don't they don't distinguish between what is good and bad in your life. They just happen. And that now that we have this awareness around this, we can actually look at our life and go, okay, well that set of thoughts move is moving me away from what I want to be as a person. And what Peter's study, Peter um, Guglwitz's study is saying is that if we can do some pre-planning before the moment where the thoughts pattern starts to start, then we can be successful in changing those patterns and putting better triggers in place so that we end up with better behaviours. And this is where I want to go into the concept of crucial moments planning, crucial moments in your day. And and, and I I suppose when you think about your day... You know, if we go back to most of our patterns, most of our days, just the stuff we did yesterday, it's, you know, 3,000 thoughts and, and most of them are just the same. If we go back to that, when you think about your day, you probably have a handful at max of tough moments where you have to make really good decisions for yourself your crucial moments where you have to make good decisions. I'll, I'll talk to myself here because obviously it's easy for me to do that. But, you know, for me, I, I, I may, you know, I may have a training, you know, around my training. I may have a, a session that I have to do, that's, you know, where I want to go to a higher intensity. I may have um, some eating struggles, you know, like for me, I've talked about in the past, sugar is my weakness. So for me, you know, trying to have discipline around a healthy amount of sugar is um, or sweet things is, is, you know, will be a struggle. And for me, sometimes it can be procrastination with my computer. So, you know, in my day, if I wake up in the morning and I think about my day and my thought kind of period, I really try to think of in today, what are the crucial moments that I need to be aware of to make me successful in this day? Now sometimes it'll be a big event, it may be something that you've worked towards that's really huge and that's a significant event today. But I really think that most days present you with two or three opportunities where you you can make good decisions that are going to move you towards the place you want to go or you can just fall on bad habits which are moving you away from the place that you want to go. And I think that if we go back to Peter's study about you know if you plan you go you know there's a fifty percent increase in one well, you know in success in their study, but if you can actually plan your action triggers in place for these crucial moments, there's a much higher chance that you're going to be successful in those moments. So, so I suppose I'll share what I do in these situations. Like the first thing I do is when I get up in the morning. And last month I talked about affirmations, so I have my affirmations book and my goal book, and I and I start to read through that. And then the next thing I do is is I do a visualization process of my day and and I will do a show on visualization because I would like to teach you um some more advanced techniques on how to you know, we all kind of understand visualization, but there are some some techniques that we can use to make it more successful, but that's for a later date. But for now, you know, I, I do sit down and I kind of visualize my day. And and when I visualize my day, I'm not visualising every moment of the day because You know, most of my day is repeat patterns, and and a lot of my patterns I'm really happy with, so why would I bother focusing on improving my pattern around my piano practice when I'm actually pretty happy with the way that's working? What I'm looking for is I'm looking for those two or three key moments which I think will have the biggest impact on me moving forward in my day in the direction that I want to be going in, you know, those crucial moments and these can be moments where you normally are weak so these can be you know, your real weak moments where you just seem to always have the wrong pattern of behaviours in place or it can be a moment where you're already strong but you're just trying to go to the next level it can be any moment, just moments that you see in your day and you go wow this is a real crucial moment for me when you think about that crucial moment you need to start thinking about what are the action triggers what are the set of thoughts that happen in that moment so, go back to my work example I did earlier. I go to work, I turn on the computer, I go get coffee straight away, I then go check my um, check my favourite websites. So you look at the action trigger that you already have in place, or the, you know, that thought pattern that you already have in place in that moment. And then what you do is you predetermine better actions to have in place from, um, action, from thought A to thought B to thought C so again we'll go back to the example I used before you turn on the coffee the first thing you do is you ring a client as soon as you put down the phone you pick up your pen and you write something about what you need to do for that client to make that transaction successful once you put down that pen then you go and you open up a program that you know is really productive and you close down all the other programs on your, on your desktop or your screen so you have no distractions that when you are working and so on. You kind of see where I'm going for this. So in the morning when you're doing your crucial crucial moment planning, you're trying to instill action triggers that are going to move you towards the direction you want to go in. Now this show is called Fitness Behaviour, so I suppose I'll, I'll look at it as a fitness type of thing. Let's look at exercise. Let's say, for let's, I'll talk to two people. I'll talk to the person who doesn't exercise at all, and then I'll talk to the regular exerciser. For the person who doesn't exercise in the morning, or at all look at the times when you go towards exercise and look at the thoughts that you have that hold you back in that moment. So you may wake up in the morning, you think, okay, I want to exercise at 10 o'clock. And normally at 10 o'clock comes along, you may sit down and turn on the TV first of all. Now, sitting down and turning on TV is not moving you towards exercise. Then once you sit down, you might think, oh, I might just get a snack, and then I'll go for my walk after that. But then once you get a snack, you sit down, and you start thinking of the next thought that's moving you away from the action that you want to do. So what you could do instead is, at 10 o'clock, you look at the clock, and the first thing you think to do is, I'm going to grab my shoes. I'm going to put my shoes on. Then the next thing I'm going to do is get my watch ready so when I can walk out the door. The next, once you put your watch on, the next thought you're going to be doing is going to be walking out the door. Then the next thought you're going to be doing is just get moving around the block. Something like that, like, you know, I don't know if that's the perfect solution for the the line of thoughts that we're talking about here, but that's what you're looking at doing, is in those crucial moments in your day where you normally have weakness, you're setting up a chain of actions that are going to move you towards the, the thing that you want to be doing. For the more advanced exercises, for people who actually regularly exercise, it's more about intensity. You know, like for someone like myself, like today I'm planning to go for a run at eleven a.m. And I know I'm going to be able to get out the door and go for a run because if anything, my my three thousand thoughts have taught me how to, you know, get my shoes on, get my watch ready, get my iPod ready, have my favourite music ready to rumble as soon as I walk out the door. For me, is that crucial moment is when I need to pick up intensity in my run. Because if you think about action triggers, it also works out in intensity and training. Often people stop getting results from fitness because they just train at the same level all at the same time and never really challenge their body to adapt to a new level. So for me, the challenge in today's run is I'm going to set some interval times. I'm going to do a 10 minute warm up. I'm going to do 20 minutes, good pace, 10 minutes off, 20 minutes, good pace, 10 minutes off. It's going to be about an hour altogether. Now, my warm up will be sweet, but the crucial moment for me in today's run is to sit at about a 15% harder intensity than what I would normally run at. So what is going to be the action triggers that is going to help me achieve that at that time? Well, with the iPhone, I love the iPhone and it's really great to run with. It's it's a bit of a handful, but it's it's, it's a good device because some of the technology that's with it. So they have, um, the first thing I'm going to do is my action trigger will be, okay, well, I'm running, so that's okay, that's in my easy thoughts. I'm going to have a timer that goes off at 10 minutes letting me know that it's time to start picking up the intensity. The next action trigger I will do is put on my favorite song, a song that really lifts me, and I've, and I've just bought a new album the other day, which I'm really enjoying, so I'm going to put on that song right then. And then at the same time, I'm going to use some visualization and focus on my technique when I'm running so I can maintain that intensity. I'm also going to have my phone, because luckily I've got this really cool app called um, Run Meter, I think it's called. And it can talk to you in your ears, telling you how fast you're going. So I'm going to get it every five minutes, I'm just going to get it to give me an indication of my speed. So it gives me an idea of how well I'm doing in this time. What I'm doing there is I'm setting up that crucial moment to actually run faster. Now if I just went out for a run, I'd probably just run how I always ran. But by setting some action triggers and plan for those crucial moments in training... I'm able to go out there and achieve a much higher intensity or level of running, which is going to equal better results for me physically. And that's ultimately what we want to be doing with this information, is we want to be looking at our day, and, and I'll take a little step, you know, steps back to the start, that we want to be looking at our day and going, when are the crucial moments in my day? What are the, the chain of thoughts that I have normally in those moments? I turn the computer on, I go to the, you know, coffee, I I look at my internet websites. Are those thoughts moving me towards the person that I want to be? You know, in the work run, I want to be a better worker, I want to be more productive. You know, losing half an hour by doing those things, is that actually moving you towards where you want to go or away from where you want to go? If they are moving you away from where you want to go, what action triggers are better triggers to have in place to make sure that I'm going to be moving in the direction that I want to go. And this is where you do your pre-planning and you create new action triggers. Now the good thing is what's really the good news is is that at first it's going to be a bit of a conscious effort and it will seem like a bit of a mental challenge it's something that you have to program in place so that you know it works ongoing. But after a while you train your mind to think that way all the time that you know when you turn up to work suddenly three weeks from now if you've planned these crucial moments planning the first thing you'll do is turn on your computer and you'll instantly think oh i need to ring a client and so those good behaviors no longer become such a mental struggle because the action trigger just knows that my next action trigger will be this next thing thought a represents thought b which then goes on to thought c and so you're consciously choosing to put good thought actions in place that you're going to be so you're going to be living the behaviors that work for you on your day so, so I suppose what's your homework you know how, how do you implement this in your life and uh, I think the first thing you do is, is spend a couple of days just being aware of your action triggers being aware of your thought a your thought b and your thought C in and, and all situations and, and and over the next few days just think to yourself is oh, does this chain of thoughts does this pattern of thoughts move me to where I want to go and then the more you become aware of this, the more you can figure out the moments in your day. Because you know what, I imagine most of your day you're doing good thoughts. You know, like you know, getting up and brushing your teeth and all that stuff's good stuff. So you don't need to change that. But if you can find those crucial moments, those key moments in your day, and then predetermine some action triggers to go to alongside those, you're going to find that you're installing strong habits that are going to move you into a place where you're going to be happy with yourself or with your behaviours more and you'll get better rewards from those behaviours this is a skill this is like riding your bike this is something that you're just going to have to practice and uh, I find it works best if I do it in the morning first thing before I get out of bed it's the first thing I do in the morning I wake up, I do my affirmations, I do my visualisation and then I just sit there and I just look for those crucial moments in my day and I I find through experience that I've really I get, I probably have two or three moments a day where I think these are going to be the challenging moments and then, you know, my 3,000 other thoughts that happen in my day, that, I'm pretty happy with most of those. And so plan your time and practice and practice and practice. And the more you practice this stuff, the more you'll be able to move towards behaviors that give you the results that you want in your life. I know it will seem a little bit challenging at first, but I really believe if you stick at this, you're going to create more and more good behaviors, but you're going to create a better version of you. That's pretty much this month's show. Again, as always, as I always say, I've done a workbook for this uh, this month's show and it's really designed to help you um, just create awareness around your action or your kind of chain of thoughts that you already have and then for you to learn a process there where you can have some time each day where you plan your crucial moments and then, you know, with those crucial moments, how do you see action triggers that are going to make you more successful with it so it's more, it's kind of partly about introducing, well it's kind of three things it's the awareness that you need it's Creating a process which allows you to find your crucial moments in your day and then to have that process to look at action triggers that are going to create better behaviors to get better desired results from those situations. So, um, I'm releasing the show today, and to be honest, the workbook probably won't be up till Friday just because I'm kind of doing final touches on that right now. So, again, if you want this workbook, and I really I do recommend getting it, you know, it's one thing to listen, but it's another thing to actually sit down and plan the next level. And it's, it's only $3 US. You can go to my website, bevanjamesisles.com and go to the fitness behavior page and there'll be a link there and just go on the little buy now button you can go buy it through paypal just three dollars and then you can sit down and spend a bit of time you know practicing the skill and getting better and better at the skill i uh, got a couple emails through this month and i thought i'd just uh, tell you a quick one i have a thing called bevan's monthly challenge each month i send out a a free monthly challenge and the challenge is um uh, this month, I can't even remember what I did this month. How terrible was that? No, no, I did a CrossFit challenge. Um, and each month, I send out, I send you one email a month. I don't bug you with spam and crap. And I just send you out one email a month. And it's just like got a little challenge for you to try to achieve that month. And um, it, it, over the times, it's been things like, you know, go a month without your weakness. So go a month without chocolate. Or um, other times, I've done, you know, this month I'm doing a CrossFit. So I've given an actual, an actual workout for you to try to do four times this month and to get better at. Um, other month I've done things around you know getting out and try racing or just lots of different things. The whole concept of me doing this is just to help you to expose yourself to different types of exercises or different thoughts around your kind of exercise life. So you can check that out on my website at bevanjamesisles.com, There's this is called monthly challenge and if you go on that page down the bottom, you put your information in and I send you out an email once a month with that month's challenge. But uh, last month I did you have to do thirty minutes for thirty days of some type of exercise. Exercise. So you could choose what the exercise was. It could be running, swimming, cycling, rowing on a rowing machine, uh, weights or whatever, but you had to do it for 30 days in a row for at least 30 minutes. And Jeff Smith, who does a does many great podcasts, he's on um he's he Coach Jeff, the Coach Jeff Podcast. Check it out, he's got lots of great podcasts I'll actually put a link to his podcast on my Podcasts, um, show notes for this month's show but he's got lots of podcasts and he's a really good guy to listen to but he was doing the Run for the Sun where a bunch of them were doing a run every day for June and he had to do 30 runs for 30 days so he said it was perfect for him to actually get out there and do this challenge so just a cool way to try to put different ideas in front of you guys around exercise i also got another email through from I'm just pulling it up right now a girl called Sally have I got your last name Sally? I don't think I have i just got Sally uh, Maybe I have a good last name, but I don't know if I could say it. Sally, she sent through, I just wanted to know your thoughts on something that was introduced to me at a seminar. The lead instructor spoke about how people don't tend to recognize achievements and losses until they become a drama. For example, we tend to recognize a 10kg weight gain instead of a 1kg gain, or the opposite, a 10kg weight loss, or a 1kg 1 1, 1 kg weight loss, sorry. He had the theory that you can achieve success and happiness more easily by asking yourself questions that result in yes answers. His example was by asking yourself, can I improve my situation by 5%? And basically all of us will answer yes. I would love to hear your thoughts on this as I thought it was a good idea, but I am skeptical about only answering, asking questions that result in yes as they may seem to be okay for short-term goals, but it does not seem to provide a challenge that many would be seeking such as the question that result in, I don't know, shall we try and find out? If we only do the things that we know we can do, then we'll never tip anything we are unsure of. And I think this is an interesting thing because I know as a coach, as an athletic coach with my runners and stuff like that, I often try to, to try to chunk it down to to achievable steps so if I'm out running with you and I'm riding on my bike as you're running along and I'm giving you feedback I'm just thinking of my Saturday runners right now there's a group that I have called Saturday runners and we get a big group of people running together and the coaches actually ride bikes beside the runners so we can give really quality feedback and I I often when I talk about intensity with those runners I I actually do do his kind of five percent rule I do use the concept of only going a little bit harder than what you do right now and and one of the reasons is is because I do believe that is believable for people. So I do think there's a point to there. But I also think that you do have, um, you know, you are right, that in some situations you want that that idea of the unknown, of the big goal. So, so ultimately I suppose he's, he's really saying is that you're keeping everything believable. And that by people being able to say yes, that, you know, when you believe you can actually move towards something, there's a higher chance that you will do it. And that if you take it too far out of the range, then people will never actually take the first step forward. And so I suppose in some ways he's he's right and in some ways you're right. But I suppose if we could find the happy medium is that where is that place where the yes is most stretched out? So for example, you know, the idea of somebody running a marathon for someone who's never ran, that's that's too that's a yes that's not believable for them yet. But a 10 K run, they might look at it and go, wow, that's a real struggle. But I think think I might be able to do it. So the yes is still there, but it's a bit of a challenging yes. Whereas if you say, can I do a marathon? They'll say no, so they won't take any action towards it. So I I suppose, to wrap it up, I think he's right, but I think the yes it shouldn't always when he says yes it shouldn't always be an easy yes it should be a yes that can be challenging as well so anyway there's my thoughts on it you can take from what you want from that um, what else do I have to say uh, can you please support the show go on go on iTunes put on feedback on iTunes tell your friends about the show tell them how it's changing your life if it is and if it isn't just tell them that anyway <laughs> um, and yeah that's pretty much it for this month I've got a pretty big week coming up next week I'm about to move house so it's really really exciting it's it's interesting um buying a house is, with your partner is such a significant thing to do in life and um and we really love the place we got we we felt we got a pretty good deal on the place and it's it's a beautiful place and we're up in the hills and it's got a beautiful view so um it's it's kind of ideal it's it's kind of ticking all the box. like i hate gardening it doesn't have too much garden <laughs> so and uh and yeah so there's lots of things to love about the place but ultimately I'm just really excited because I get to move in with the person who I love and that's um, I know this might sound pretty cheesy to you guys out there but you know when you find that person in life who you actually love spending time with and um, you want to you know I want to spend as much time with Joe as possible so I'm really looking forward to that Um, I imagine a few cynics out there will go well I give it a few months and you'll see how you go but you know it's also interesting we're three years into our relationship and it's um we are very kind of settled in how this relationship works successfully but we haven't lived together and we totally understand that this is going to be a a, a kind of uh, finding our feet time and there'll be things that don't work so it's 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 exciting and it's it's an interesting time as well and next month is our, our first year anniversary of the show so i'm going to be doing a show that's a little bit different but you'll kind of get where I'm going to go with it next month as well so that's really great Um, other than that that's pretty much this month's show I'll see you guys next month and uh, you guys rock on get out there and I'll see you next month